1: I'm Jim Bennett.
0: I'm Abby Bennett.
1: And this is Dinner Table Politics. Abby, what should we talk about?
0: Um, we already have a topic planned out, but I think you want to talk about something else.
1: No, I don't want to talk about oh, something else. Okay. The one thing I don't want to talk about is Brent Kavanaugh. The things that are breaking now, even as we're doing this. I, I, it's reached the point, I remember... It's it,
0: seeming like you do want to talk about it. You're, well,
1: you're... no, I don't, because <laughs> because anything I say is suspect, because I'm a man and I'm not really allowed to have an opinion. And and I have oh, a lot gosh. of opinions, and I just don't want to talk about them. How's that?
0: I'm fine with
1: that. I, this is turning into a disaster. So th- this was my segue. You kind of ruined my segue. Okay. because Because –
0: It's what I do best.
1: What's what you do best. Prior to the Kavanaugh mess, uh, Donald Trump was getting into trouble for some stupid tweeting. Uh, surprise, surprise. He was tweeting about Hurricane Maria, mm-hmm. and he was insisting that the uh, – the government, the Democrats in Puerto Rico were inflating the number of people who were killed by the hurricane because when he left, it was only 14 to 16 and now the number's up to 3,000 and this is all a plot to discredit Donald Trump. What do you think?
0: So people died to discredit him or they're lying about people dying to discredit him?
1: Either way. He insists that they're lying about... His whole approach to Puerto Rico has been bizarre. I remember during Hurricane Maria he talked about the great visit he had with the president of Puerto Rico. Do you know who the president of Puerto Rico is? He is. He is the president of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is an American territory. And the idea that this guy doesn't understand that he's the president of the United States and the United States includes Puerto Rico, it's just amazing to me. But it it called to mind the previous responses of presidents to natural disasters. And it turns out that if you look through history, least recent history, you see that natural disasters can define a presidency in a way that almost nothing else can. Right. uh, Well,
0: and he's dealing with Hurricane Florence now, too, kind of.
1: Right. And her, his response to Hurricane Florence has been kind of bizarre. There's an article that I was looking at that, talk, that was comparing how all the past presidents have responded to natural Did disasters. he say
0: it was the wettest in terms of water? <laughs>
1: in terms of water, yes. That is yes.
0: such a great quote.
1: I mean, what other terms could there be with regard to the wetness? Uh, well, the Washington Post was talking about Trump's uh, visit to uh, some of the hurricane uh, spots and he said he made virtually no mention of the storm's victims there was no indication he met with any he didn't call for donations or volunteers he didn't mourn the dead and he just talked about how big it was he talked about how wet it was but usually at least in recent history when we encounter a natural disaster the president's role has been one of consoler in chief right that it's the president's job to go and and talk to the people who are suffering uh, Bill Clinton was the master of this.
0: What natural disasters happened during his presidency?
1: There were a whole bunch of them. Uh, they weren't nearly as massive as the ones that that have hit since. Uh, but I remember one: the Oklahoma tornadoes, and all of the video of Bill Clinton going there and hugging families, and and uh, you know just being the the object of the nation's compassion. Yeah, I mean, just sort of the embodiment of it.
0: Well, they have some other roles like. Like, I feel that was one of the things that Donald Trump was so criticized about with Puerto Rico is that, like, no aid was sent for such a long time.
1: Right. Uh, Well, and see, well, that's interesting because that hasn't been the federal role throughout the history of the republic. I was trying to dig through this and I was trying to figure out what natural disasters George Washington and Abraham Lincoln responded to. And the reality is that the federal government was not seen as the vehicle to help people with natural disasters the way it is seen now. The Federal Emergency Management Agency, which is the- FEMA. A- FEMA. Uh, if you watch the X-Files, FEMA is the secret. It's the agency that's secretly running the government and, and hiding aliens from us. But I'm on board. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. All right. You, you got that? I'm good with that. Yeah. Well, uh, when they're not hiding aliens, FEMA is responding to natural disasters. Uh, FEMA wasn't created until 1979.
0: What for? What happened in
1: 1979? In 1979, uh, Jimmy Carter uh, signed an executive order to create FEMA, and it, it, it's because of the dumping of toxic wastes in, into Love Canal and Niagara Falls. Oh, my
0: gosh. I just made a connection. Yes. The toxic wastes probably, like, made fish aliens, and that's why like they probably, like, mutated their DNA and stuff, and that's why FEMA had to be created at the same time was Because there was finally aliens that needed like controlling,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, I gotta tell something. fish aliens, like what well, well, like, they're you not know, aliens if they're fish, but like you know, like the shape of water that movie that just won, like, the, oh, yes, it's a it was like a fish alien that the government was hiding, and I think it was the same sort of idea.
1: And so, this was created at Love Canal,
0: I'm assuming so.
1: Oh, that's... I have no
0: reason to believe otherwise,
1: okay, all right, <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, FEMA was created to respond to Love Canal. It was also created uh, after Three Mile Island. Do you know the story of Three Mile Island, the nuclear power plant that uh, almost melted down?
0: No, we did not figure out how to make good nuclear power plant plants for a while there. Well, like Chernobyl was really a learning curve. I feel.
1: Well, Chernobyl was in the Soviet Union. We had not had them,
0: but but we 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 had everyone around the world had struggles for a while.
1: That's true. That's true. Well, FEMA was created to respond to those natural disasters. FEMA came into play in 1991 for Hurricane Andrew when George H.W. Bush was president of the United States. Mm -hmm. And he had all kinds of compassionate things to say, and everybody loved and adored him for going and and, uh, looking at all this kind of stuff. Um, But uh, it's it's just stunning. Uh, His son, George W. Bush... Uh, got into big trouble in 2005 when Hurricane Katrina. Katrina Hurricane Katrina hit.
0: Katrina.
1: Uh, people don't remember if you if you if you didn't live through the second Bush presidency, the George W. Bush presidency mm-hmm. firsthand. It's hard to recall how beloved George W. Bush was after, after 9/11. Ni- yeah,
0: after
1: 9/11. After 9/11, because George,
0: but then it waned again after a couple years.
1: Well, no, it didn't really wane. I mean, he was, yeah, the the Iraq War was bogged down, but he was still fairly popular, and he won re-election by a wide margin. Uh, He's the only Republican president to have won the popular vote since his father. He won the popular vote in 2004, and uh, we haven't had a Republican president win the popular vote since, Mm -hmm. Uh, or Previous to him, he yeah, lost the popular he, yeah. role the first time. Yeah, that was a big scandal. Well, it was a, it was a big deal. and uh, But George, there was a lot of residual affection for George W. Bush from 9-11. And all of that was squandered in Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. And you actually sent me that video of Kanye West.
0: I unironically adore that video. You, I think it's just Pete Kanye just like... He's so he's not good at articulating himself. Definitely, when it's live, that's one of like the reasons he gets so beaten up um, in the press for saying crazy things. He also is bipolar and like um, goes through like episodes of mania. Um, but he is so passionate about things, and it just like spills out of him. And he, I, I don't know, I love well, that video. Well,
1: do you want to recount for all of the listeners so, what so happened? Were,
0: yeah, I'm, it's one of the most famous videos. Ever, I'd, I'd say it's he's standing next to Mike Myers during a telethon, I think, for raising money for Katrina, and Mike Myers is just saying the scripted thing, like "Look at all these people that need help, blah 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 blah," and then Kanye gets on, and it's so clear right away that he's not scripted, he's not reading off the <laughs> script at all. Mike Myers' face is like, oh, and Kanye goes, and he's like, "I hate the way they portray us in the media." Like, if um, they say that black people are looting, but if white families were doing the same thing, they would say they're just looking for food. And he just is talking about the inequality that um, this, like, majority black community is facing in their response to Katrina. And then um, at the very end, he goes, George Bush doesn't care about black people. And then the camera just cuts away, and (laughs) the next person's eyes are just super wide. And it's it just, I don't know, I just really like it. I think, I think he just was really upset, and that's how he was feeling at the time.
1: Well, okay, I, I don't doubt that his feelings were sincere. George W. Bush has called that moment the lowest point of his presidency. Which I
0: think is embarrassing for him. Like, oh, the, the thousands of people dying in 9-11 wasn't the lowest point for you? Okay.
1: Well, the thousands of people of dying in 9-11 weren't, wasn't George W. Bush's fault. People didn't indict...
0: Kanye's saying that... I don't know. But then Mike Myers has since said that he agrees with Kanye.
1: Well, isn't that good? We'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the, the fallout from Kanye when we get back. So I need to correct the record. Hurricane Andrew was not in 1991 as when 1992, August of 1992. That's embarrassing, but... Yeah, that's all right. I can, I can handle it. Uh, I apologize for the error there. Well, no, uh, unless you buy into the conspiracy theories, George W. Bush was not held responsible for 9-11. But it was amazing the extent to which George W. Bush was held responsible for Hurricane Katrina. When you listen to the coverage, you could almost believe that George W. Bush had ordered the hurricane to move into an all-black area because he was such a racist and he was trying to kill all these people.
0: No, that's. but I do think that he could have responded better. I do do think that.
1: Well, so the interesting thing about Hurricane Katrina is actually FEMA's response. FEMA, FEMA didn't arrive on the scene until four days later.
0: Right. Kanye has a lyric about that in one of his songs.
1: Oh, what's the lyric? He
0: has a song called Flashing the Lights, and he's talking about uh, his struggles with a woman or whatever, and he's like sad, and he's like feeling like Katrina with no FEMA.
1: The local and state governments hadn't responded at all. And this is interesting because I used to be the director of communications for the city of Sandy, Utah. And we actually, while I was working there, we flew back to Maryland. I'm trying to remember, Gaithersburg, I think it was. Uh, but there is a FEMA um, place where they train uh, lo- municipalities, local municipalities, in how to respond to natural disasters. Uh-huh. And it was it was really fun. We went back there and we sat in some. We actually had we, we set up a mock just disaster just
0: in case Sandy Utah ever.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it was. I think it was a tornado that supposedly ripped through Sandy Utah. Ooh. And uh, so we had to respond to it. And so everybody took, uh, I was the communications director and I was feeding stats to the news anchor who worked there. There's a guy who'd show up on these TV screens and.
0: There's an episode get, of Parks and Rec like this. Oh, is there? They, they, they get they, trained? They randomly get assigned a natural disaster. I think they get assigned bird flu <laughs> and they have to, <laughs> they have to like kill all the fake birds and stuff.
1: That's and, exactly what this was. That's yeah, exactly it's a what great this was. episode. And this was a lot of fun. And I got in trouble because I ended up passing along statistics about casualties that were not accurate. Ooh. And so the, the news anchor got, went on and he said, three people have died. Oops, five people have died. Oops, two people have died. And I felt very embarrassed. So I I, I did a poor job in the fake disaster. Nobody died for real. This was all fake. Uh, but uh, uh, But the whole idea was that The natural disaster mock-up ended when we got the federal government to come in and declare a state of emergency. Okay. Because once the federal government declares a state of emergency, FEMA gets on board and FEMA starts to deal with it. And the money comes from the federal government instead of the municipality. And so the goal was to figure out a way to kick this over to the federal government.
0: Hey, I have a question. Yeah, like um, like when Hurricane Harvey happened in Texas, you know, right? There were like ginormous like um fundraising efforts, like on Facebook. I right. Remember. Where did the where did that money go to? Like, who did they give the money to? Do you think like well, Red Cross or?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who all the Cause fundraisers.
0: Because if, if the federal government is providing all these funds, then
1: well, see, if you go back in the history of natural disasters you discover that that essentially was the way it was dealt with prior to FEMA's existence. Was it like Red Cross and stuff? Well, it, it, Red Cross and private donations. So I, I, going back prior to the 1930s, the, the first time Congress passed any kind of a measure to provide relief for a natural disaster, uh, there was a, um, a fire in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and the 7th Congress passed a measure in 1803 that extended the time where Portsmouth merchants could remit their their payments on tariffs and imported goods. Okay. And that was considered the first time that the federal government actually acted to do anything to help people who from a federal disaster. And and so every time that something happens like when Ford's theater collapsed in 1893
0: What about the Boston uh, molasses disaster?
1: Tell me about the boss I don't know
0: 1919. Uh, this is one of my very favorite things. I tell a lot of people about this. I
1: don't know anything about the Boston the molasses um, disaster. This is in
0: 1919 in Boston, Massachusetts, uh, a giant storage tank full of molasses exploded and molasses rushed through the streets at like 35 miles per hour. Killing 21, injuring 150.
1: Death by molasses?
0: Yeah. And, like, one of the horrible things is that it was, like, really hard to rescue people because it's really sticky. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, but but they've said that for decades after, people say that, like, on hot days, it like, that area smells like molasses.
1: Well, that's great. And I don't know. This is a true story?
0: Yeah, this is, this is true. Oh, there's a Boston, um, I just found this quote from uh, the Boston Post. Molasses waste deep covered the street and swirled and bubbled around the wreckage. Um here and there struggled a form, whether it was animal or human being was impossible to tell. Only an upheaval of thrashing about in the sticky mass showed where any life was. Horses died like so many flies on sticky fly paper. The more they struggled, the deeper in the mess they were ensnared. Human beings, men and women, suffered likewise. Holy crap. Is that not one of the worst things you've ever heard? That
1: is bizarre.
0: Yeah. it's. I don't, I'm always surprised. I talk about it like I always bring it up. I don't know. Not always, but um, most people don't have never heard about it. It's, I have never heard of that. It's insane. So,
1: how do you think President Trump would respond to the national molasses you said, disaster? In
0: terms of stickiness, <laughs> it's one of the it's one of the stickiest we've ever had.
1: As far as stickiness as goes, far as,
0: as far as syrup is,
1: as far as syrup goes, well.
0: But it says the Boston police, the Red Cross, Army, and other Navy personnel dealt with it mostly. So it's like like you're saying, like the federal government. Wasn't the fe- really the,
1: the federal government wasn't necessarily the institution to do that, and, and but well, but, but all of this, I wanted to get make a point about Katrina which is that George W. Bush is blamed for those four days where people were in the Superdome without any food and without any water and were huddled under the seats. And you could see the video, and it was was like something out of a war zone. It was the most miserable thing you'd ever seen. Uh, But FEMA had not yet declared a state of emergency because they hadn't been asked by the local government to do that. And so the local government hadn't done anything, and so defenders of Bush insisted that he responded as soon as he knew what was going on, except for Bush didn't make things any better for himself. He talked to the director of FEMA and said, Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job, Michael Brown. And those words came back to haunt him. But there are other words that came back to haunt presidents after natural disasters, which we'll talk about in a minute. So, do you remember Hurricane Sandy?
0: Um, yeah. Hurricane. I, wait, when was
1: that? Hurricane Sandy was in November or October and November of 2012.
0: Okay,
1: yeah. And something else was happening in October and November of 2012, uh, namely, Obama. It was, it was Obama's re-election and Mitt Romney. Uh, was fairly confident that he was getting some traction against Obama. And there were actually some polls in the last weeks of the election that had Romney ahead. And I, on Facebook, was telling all of my friends that they should pay no attention to the polls. Mitt Romney is going to win in a landslide. And you should all just...
0: Have you ever been right about an election, ever?
1: I was right about 2016, okay. to be honest with you, because everybody Noah, was saying... you
0: said Hillary would win in a landslide. Forever n- you said that.
1: I was saying that at the outset, and then as we got closer and closer, I was one of the few people saying Trump can okay, win this. Whatever. I did not predict Trump would win it, but I said, you know, everybody's like, there's no way Trump can possibly win, and I said, don't be too sure. And so I was, well, anyway, no. Nobody knows anything about elections. This is the thing. Pre-
0: politics are people just making up stuff as they go along.
1: It absolutely is. I mean, the one guy in politics, there was a guy named... Uh, that's, Di-
0: that's why it's hard to respond to natural disasters, because we're like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's different every time. What are we supposed to do?
1: Well, there was a guy named Dick Morris, who was an advisor to a lot of Republicans, and he became an advisor to Bill Clinton prior to his 96 re-election and everybody credits B- dick morris for being this genius who saved bill clinton and the more dick morris has tried to make a career for himself the the clearer it is that dick morris is an idiot and makes all kinds of predictions and every time dick morris says something uh, you can be sure that exactly the opposite is true well so that's kind true.
0: of useful then
1: yeah it is you it's know it's like
0: it's yeah it's
1: I, I, and, and during the, so
0: it's like a fortune teller, except you do exactly what
1: the That's the right. Opposite of what That's the say. George Costanza doing the opposite of his instincts is what saved his life. Anyway, uh, Dick Morris was telling everybody Mitt Romney was going to win a landslide. And uh, I was buying into that like an idiot. And Like an idiot. Like an idiot. And, but then Dick Morris pointed out something that happened, and that was Hurricane Sandy, which hit New Jersey, mm-hmm. and Chris Christie, who was... And it's hard to even imagine this now, considering how loathed Chris Christie is now. Yeah. <laughs> but he was one of the most popular governors in the country, and he was considered the front runner for the 2016 nomination at yeah, the time. Yeah, that's weird. It is. It's kind of bizarre the way he self-imploded. All the pictures of Chris Christie on the beach always make me laugh. Because he, he closed the beaches, and then he ended up sitting on the beach himself with his family. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Chris Christie... Uh, called President Obama and said, we need federal help. And President Obama became Mm consoler-in-chief. And he swooped into New Jersey, and there was video of Chris Christie with his arm around Barack Obama, and they were the best of friends, and Barack Obama was coming to the rescue. And all of the polls that were turning toward Mitt Romney just sank and died. Yeah, And Mitt Romney collapsed, and there were a number of people, including me at the time, who essentially said that Barack Obama's response to Hurricane Sandy made him look presidential, and Chris Christie, at his embrace of Barack Obama demonstrated that this sort of bipartisan greatness of Obama and whatever, and all of a sudden voters that were wavering and were... I mean, In 2012, the economy hadn't stabilized yet. We were still recovering from the massive financial meltdown four years earlier. And it, it seemed so obvious to me that Obama was in trouble, but he was able to look presidential by responding with strength to a natural disaster and I think that that was a key in his reelection.
0: Yeah.
1: You you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I did, I didn't vote. I was uh, Were you old fi- enough to vote? No, you were old I was enough to vote. 15 14, 15? Oh, 15. Yeah, um, but yeah, I've have always thought of like the um, that that's what like a president is is like that that statesman, that head of the Right. That head of the country that is like the f- the figurehead for what we look towards in times like that, right? Which is so bizarre, considering what our president, like the the reactions our president has had to natural disasters. Well,
1: well, the, pre- the reaction our president has to almost anything.
0: I- when he went to Puerto Rico and threw uh, rolls of paper towels in people's cars. <laughs> oh,
1: gosh. Uh, it's just bizarre.
0: But it's it's like he hasn't even caught in a lot of flack for it, just because there's been so much other garbage happening that other people that people are mad about at the same time. It's it's just so weird.
1: Well, President Trump is very good at smothering the latest outrage with a new outrage. Yeah. And the fact that we're not talking about this, I think back to Kavanaugh quickly, but nobody's talking about President Trump's ridiculous response both to Maria and now I think to Florence. Because the Kavanaugh stuff is dominating the headlines,
0: which is really sad for the people that were actually in the natural disasters.
1: That's absolutely right, and it, it, it's such an opportunity for a president to step up. And it, it was it was so bizarre. You can
0: literally like be a superhero, and it's like I don't think it'd be like that difficult to not be terrible. <laughs> right? Like he really like bungled it, man. He well, really dropped the ball
1: right after 9-11... Uh, People were criticizing George W. Bush because they didn't think his initial response was quite as commanding or presidential enough. And he showed up at the Twin Towers and was actually climbing up on top of a pile of rubble where the Twin Towers used to be Mm -hmm. and was trying to address the crowd and they couldn't hear him. And they were yelling, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. And they handed him a bullhorn. And he got on the bullhorn, and he said, I can hear you, and the rest of the world can hear you, and the people who knock down these buildings are going to hear from all of us soon. Dang, they gave me chills. I know. It was amazing. And all of a sudden, the nation just went, here's our president. This is our guy. And it was so remarkable considering how divisive George W. Bush's election had been. It was just a year out of when he won by the smallest margin in the history of the country. We're never going to see an election that close again. And George W. Bush, all of a sudden, was everybody's president. Mm -hmm. And the extent to which he dropped the ball at Katrina ended his presidency. The last three years of George W. Bush's presidency, nobody took him seriously. Nobody in Congress had anything to do with him. The Republicans lost Congress in 2006 and George W. Bush was essentially a non entity and you can trace it you can trace it almost entirely back to his botched response to Katrina. Yeah. And that's how significant uh, natural disasters are. Well, I
0: feel like that should be a big part of when they tell you like the job requirements for a president. That's a big part of it. Like to be fair. Like right. it's not like this is like something that he i don't know like this is expected when you're a president that's that's a big part of your what you're supposed to do i don't know
1: well presidents are criticized for just being telegenic and whatever else but the reality is the first president who really understood the power of television was John F Kennedy and John F Kennedy could yeah. get on television and
0: just be it, so handsome. Just
1: be so handsome and so commanding, and, and it didn't matter.
0: Ask not what your country can do for you. Right,
1: right. Well, you go back to the 1960 Kennedy debate uh, with, with Kennedy and with Nixon. Nixon. And the, the urban legend, I mean, I don't know how, how true this like is. They
0: say that people that listen on the radio thought Nixon won. Right. People that watched on TV thought Kennedy
1: won. Right. Nixon had a bit of a fever. He had some 5 o'clock shadow. He, he
0: was not a good-looking dude. He was
1: not a good-looking dude, and Kennedy was. And Kennedy had tremendous power and he could galvanize the nation just by being this sort of commanding figure. And uh, th- and we didn't get that again until Reagan. And everybody, you know... he
0: was an actor.
1: Reagan was the amiable dunce, was the way he was described by some of his critics. And he was the, you know... Uh, Reagan understood how he was... He was called the great communicator because he was able to cut through...
0: Is that where that line from the popular song in Wicked? Yes, it
1: found? is. And it drives me crazy. Yeah, in Wicked they sing. Especially
0: great communicators. think of, they had have this, brains or knowledge? Don't make me laugh. laugh.
1: They, they were, were popular. popular. Right. It's a great song. It is. But it's there are several there are several disses to Ronald Reagan in that musical. I'm, and, I'm okay with it. Well, I don't understand it. It came out 20 years after Reagan left office.
0: Somebody had an axe to grind.
1: Yeah, they, they really did. But, uh, you know. This is a chance for presidents to step up, and it's a chance for presidents to mess up. And George W. Bush was the president who did both. After the disaster of 9-11, he stepped up, and after Katrina, he messed up, and that was essentially the end of his presidency. I'm
0: just glad I'm not the president, honestly. Sounds like a crappy job. Well. Not a great gig.
1: I think you'd be good. Don't you think you'd be good?
0: I don't know. I, 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 it just sounds so overwhelming. Like I can't imagine the pressure that people face.
1: Well, we'll talk about President Abby when we get back. So you don't want to be president.
0: I do not want to be president. You are correct.
1: When I, when I was an actor, I used to say that actors are the emotionally least suited people to be actors. Because actors can't stand rejection, and all actors do is experience rejection on a daily basis. And by the same token, I think the people who desperately want to be president are probably the people least suited to be president.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. We
1: very seldom, I don't know if we ever, get presidents who don't want to be presidents. Maybe maybe Donald Trump is the first president who's ever <laughs> wanted like, to be oh, president. Crap. He didn't. He didn't think he was going to be. I'm president. in too deep. He's in too deep. But Donald I Trump. Saw, I
0: saw this meme <laughs> on Twitter the other day of the like of this like little kid walking through puddles in these like really high heels. Just, it was like really funny. And then the caption was Melania visiting the aftermath of Hurricane Florence. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> it's funny.
1: Well, Melania clearly didn't want to be first lady. No. I mean, I mean you, you, she didn't expect to be. But I mean, you, you look at that and you realize that. Donald Trump is missing a fundamental core element of his soul, I think, with sort of the empathy part <laughs> that makes a president such a powerful figure when disaster strikes. Yeah. You know, that that's when you can see greatness. Uh, Dick Morris used to tell Bill Clinton, the only way you're going to be remembered as a great president is if you win a war. He says, you can't be a great president if you don't win a war. Yeah. Uh, and
0: that's when I think of all the great presidents, like, yeah, it's like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, FDR.
1: Those are the times when you can see the greatness in the president and, and natural disasters. They're not wars, but they're opportunities to be able to see what a president is made out of. And you look at this and you see Trump's response and you see, there's just no substance there. There's no power. Uh, no moral it is, authority. It
0: kind of revealed what we already knew. Right. It still is disappointing.
1: That, that's what they say about sports. Who was it that said, sports doesn't create character, it reveals it? Have you ever heard that? No. Oh, okay. Well.
0: With great power comes great responsibility. Yes. That was Uncle Ben.
1: That was Uncle Ben. Spider Man. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Uncle Ben is one of only two. No. Thir- I
0: knew you were going to say that.
1: Do what? What am I going to say?
0: That they're the only people that never get brought back to life.
1: Correct. There are only three characters Batman's in comic books: Batman's parents, Batman's parents, I've and heard Uncle you
0: Ben. Say this so many times. It's true. Every
1: other comic book character dies and comes back to life. I guess that's important for everybody to know, don't you think?
0: Yeah. So
1: look, if you if, want to talk about you, Kanye, I can talk about comic books. If you take, if you you take one thing books.
0: away from this podcast, know that Uncle Ben will stay dead forever.
1: Uncle Ben will stay dead forever. And, well, and I think just as reliable as that is, that is that Donald Trump is never going to be able to get a true sense of empathy for other human beings. I mean, I think it's the empathy that's the most important is element it, to be consoler in it chief. Is it
0: idiocy or, like, he truly doesn't experience empathy? Like-
1: I don't know. I, I, that's a very good question.
0: I'd love to just dig inside his brain
1: for Well, a little well bit. because I don't think empathy is necessarily the hallmark I don't think you have to be a decent person to be an empathetic person. For instance, I, I, I don't have any respect for Bill Clinton at all, but there was no denying the fact that Bill Clinton could look you in the eye and make you feel like, you know, he cares about you. I feel your pain. That's yeah. a terrible Clinton. Well, Clinton well that might
0: just, might just be him being smarter, than, smarter though, and knowing that that's the response that he needed to give well, in order to be looked at favorably. Well,
1: I remember near the end of Dad's term in the Senate, he traveled with Bill Clinton to— And
0: he said, do you know, Uncle Ben will never—
1: Will never be resurrected. be resurrected. That's exactly what he said. He traveled with Bill Clinton to Silicon Valley— and uh they were dealing with what they called the digital divide which was the idea that poor people do not have access to the internet the way that wealthy and middle class people do and they were trying to close the digital divide and uh and dad considered himself a technology senator which was bizarre because he couldn't program his vcr
0: we got we got his ipads and stuff and we still can't my little brother had his, his old phone and still can't use half the apps because they're all parent-locked. He can't a, figure out how to take the yeah, parent
1: why, lock why did he lock? parent-lock his own apps? He can't use
0: ESPN Fantasy because it's like 12 plus, and so he can't he's on his phone. That,
1: that's funny. He's gotten a new phone since then, though. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I used to say, Dad, how can you consider yourself the technology center? And he said, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. But anyway, he was talking to Bill Clinton and Bill Clinton at the, uh, he says, Bill Clinton took him by the hand and looked him in the eye and said, Bob, I'm going to make this the most important issue for the rest of my presidency. Uh... And dad said, I knew he was lying, but I couldn't help but believe it. Just because of the charisma of Bill Clinton and the power that he had to be able to say these things.
0: Me, when One Direction said they'd get back together when they broke up. Yeah. That was the same kind of response I had.
1: It's the same kind of response. I knew it
0: wasn't going to happen, but I wanted so desperately to believe it.
1: Well, and I think we're going to have to end on that note. Uh, If you're listening to this podcast on the radio, be sure... To subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, you can also find it in the KSL Podcast Center. Just look for Dinner Table Politics and you can listen to this episode and download previous episodes. I'm Jim Bennett.
0: I'm Abby Bennett.
1: And we'll see you next week, barring a natural disaster. Cross
0: your fingers.